This week's episode is brought to you by my new book, F the Fairy Tale. Drew Barrymore says this is the relationship book we've all been waiting for. It's hope with a roadmap. Dr. Drew Pinsky says it's entertaining, smart, and fun. Lori Gottlieb says it invites readers to take control of their love stories. John Kim calls it the cold shower and warm cup of tea singles need. And Logan Yuri says if you're serious about finding love, this book is for you. So what will you say? You'll have to pick up a copy and find out. It's on bookshelves now or at fthefairytalebook.com. Again, that's the letter F, T-H-E, fairytalebook.com. Does this mean it's over? Does this mean he likes me? Are butterflies good? Am I ever going to meet someone? I'm tired of swiping. Am Am I I normal? normal? Thank you for joining me and welcome to my masterclass on the four dating myths. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've seen me on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Topo the new year to ya. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I started the year off with a bad Irish accent. Please, can you forgive me? (laughs) For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. Let me catch you up in 30 seconds or less. Hi, I'm Demona Hoffman. I'm a certified dating coach of 17 years. I started as a dating profile writer after meeting my own husband online. Since that time, I have written about dating for The Washington Post, The LA Times, LA Magazine, and more. (gasps) Now, I'm the official love expert of The Drew Barrymore Show. I'm a regular contributor to NBC's Access Daily with Mario Lopez and Kit Hoover. I started this podcast 11 years ago to help singles navigate the ever-changing world of dating. And boy, has it changed since then. We were named the best podcast of the year by the Black Podcasting Awards. I'm nominated for a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Sonic Bloom Podcasting Awards. And we've made top 10 lists for Mashable, HuffPost, and Cosbo. Oh, by the way, I'm a spicy Sagittarius, theater nerd, yoga enthusiast, and my favorite color is pink. Whew. I'm glad you're here. Now, about the show. Normally, we do a little medley of headlines, interviews, and Q&A, but since this is the first episode of the year and the birthday of my first published book, we're shaking it up with another fan favorite, a masterclass. And I will end the episode with my number one hottest tip for dating in 2024. Lovers old and new, thank you for joining me and welcome to my masterclass on the four dating myths. So you heard at the top of the show of my new book, F the Fairy Tale rewrite the dating myths and live your own love story. And in the last 17 years, I've seen that the same sort of themes and the same challenges come up for clients and listeners again and again and again. And I identified that there are really four major belief systems, stories that we tell ourselves that I have found to not be all that true in my work as a dating coach, but they're so prevalent. They're so deeply ingrained in us from the shows that we watch and movies we've seen to our families of origin and just our communities that we aren't even aware of the scripts that we are subconsciously continuing to play out again and again and again. So what I did was I broke down those four major scripts and I realized that the four major scripts or myths, as I call them in F the Fairy Tale, align really closely with the four pillars of long-term compatibility. They're almost antidotes to the four big myths, as I see it. So let me give you an overview of what the myths are and what some signs that you may be falling for that myth may be 
And then I'll give you some advice on how you can make a choice to date differently in 2024 or to be in relationship differently. The book is really, I say it's like the same as Dates and Mates. I say it's like 75% dating, 25% relationships, because ultimately that is usually the goal for most of my listeners. It's how do we get through this dating thing so that I can get onto the relationship that I am dreaming of, that I want and that I deserve and that I should have. So let me do that for you today. First things first, let's talk about the list myth. Now, the list myth shows up when you have a set of desired qualities in a match and you're constantly keeping a scorecard for each date. Daters who lead with this myth also generally feel the pressure of a specific timeline for love or marriage or whatever it is that you're after. But usually this expectation is driven by societal or familial expectations. This myth is most prevalent when we're thinking about dating but having trouble getting started or we withdraw from the dating pool because of prior unmet expectations. So that is why I've put the list myth first. It is the myth that governs the mindset phase of dating. It's how am I thinking about dating? How am I getting started and approaching dating? So if you've ever said one of these phrases, you might be caught up in the list myth. If you said, I'm just really picky, and that's why I never meet anyone. Or there's no one online that I'm interested in. Or everyone I've dated seemed great on paper at first. Or if your profile says, don't message me if. All right, now we need a reframe, right? If that resonated for you, we can't keep dating the same way and expecting different results. I actually just said this uh, when I was on set with the Drew Barrymore on her show a few weeks ago. I was like, this is the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing the same way, expecting different results. We actually kind of said it in unison. So let me reframe this for you. Here's the where the pillar comes in. It's not about this list. It's about first identifying if you have common goals for the future and not characteristics. We tend to put on this list how tall they are, how much money they make, where they live, what their education is. And these are things that are not unimportant, I guess. They may have guided you in your decisions in the past. They may guide you in the future. But what I love to help people do on this show is to really unpack and examine these beliefs that we've been living with for so long and that we've been playing out by rote that may not actually be getting us what we want or may not be in alignment with what we even truly do want if we take the time to stop, fix that mindset, clear the cobwebs, and move forward with clarity. So you have to clear your mindset around which qualities you think the right person should have. And instead, I like for folks to visualize how you want to feel in that relationship and what you even want out of a relationship in the first place. So that's a fix. First, get your mindset right. What are your limiting beliefs around love? What is that mantra that's in your head that you repeat to yourself about your singlehood again and again and again? And then let's imagine for a moment a world in which that wasn't true. It's just not true. And could you then visualize your relationship goals, what it will look like and feel like, and what you are building in this life, and why you even want a partner to share that with. Get in touch with that why, because that is what will drive you through the next phase of dating. 
The next phase of dating, I don't have to tell you, it is the search. And the search is where the rules myth pops up. The rules myth comes up when we see dating as a game to be won. We adopt a tactical mindset about meeting people, sometimes even a robotic approach to dates themselves. I know many of you are seeing this right now with dating. This is the the never-ending swipe. This is the having the same system and running the same scripts on dates again and again. This is the ghosting. This is the lack of connection and clarity. This is the texting trap. This is all of that. And the rules myth I really see is the one that is running dating culture today. And it's also why people are so ravenous for books like The Rules or The Game or We're Hungry for dating content on Instagram and TikTok. If there's a hack for finding love, we want to know it. It might have even been what drove you here today. And if that's the case, I'm not mad about it. But I'm just asking you to examine it because this myth really crops up in the early stages of the dating process and it blocks daters from making fulfilling connections. Isn't that what you want? You want it to be fulfilling for you. You don't want the snack. You want the meal, right? Now, if you've ever said any of these phrases, then this might be the rules myth rearing its ugly head. If you said, I never imagined I'd meet my person online on a dating app, God forbid. If you said, he has to ask me out first or I'm not going. Or if you said, he cannot take me to Cheesecake Factory <laughs> under any circumstances. I know that was like a 2023 callback. If you've said, I'm matching with people, but once we start texting, I lose interest. Mm-hmm. If you said, I tried getting my approaches up, but it's not working, or any other kind of pickup artist speak, then you're caught up in the rules myth, my friend. And you got to reframe the rules. You have to be in search of values. Values. How does that person live their life? Talk is cheap and sometimes boring. Not this show, but you know, like on dates. But understanding the lens through which someone looks at the world, oh, that's sexy. That is very sexy. You have to look for tools over rules. And that's what I try to do on this show. That's why when I do a Dear Demona episode or segment, I don't often just tell you what to do. I will give you all of the tools for you to figure out what you need to do next. Now, let me ask you, what would happen if we searched based on values? And what if instead of following the rules or pickup artist techniques just to get our reps in or get the ring or whatever it is that we've been told will happen if we use this hack or system, what if we actually chose how and where to meet someone mindfully? I'm going to tell you a little story about my client, Tasha. Tasha was operating based on the rules myth. She had a formula, y'all. She had a rule where she would not go out with anyone who asked her out over text. I know, this is like olden times. <laughs> I love how I say it's olden times. This was like five years ago. <laughs> but she she had these systems. She had certain outfits she would always wear to dates. And she admitted to me that she was afraid of marriage and commitment. She loved dating. She loved kind of keeping it light and on the surface because things got a little scary when they got deep for her. But through our work together, she got clear on her values. She went deep with me. And that changed everything. That changed the whole lens that she was looking through. She realized her family was important to her. Her career was important to her. 
and feeling safe and seen was also important to her. And she met someone a few months after working with me, and I am thrilled to announce that they are now engaged, getting married this year. And I can't believe it. I mean, I can believe it, but she can't believe it. The woman who said she would never get married is engaged because she didn't know it could look like this. She didn't know she could have support and also freedom. The rules had sold her a bill of goods about what a relationship should look like. And when she stopped playing the game, she could just settle into herself, just be herself and find someone who met her where she was at. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yep. But then you get to the date and then the chemistry myth comes up. The chemistry myth is the belief that you need to feel immediate romantic sparks with someone for a long-term relationship to work. And as the speed of dating has increased, which I talk a lot about on the show, that's the biggest thing that's changed in the 17 plus years I've been doing this. We are dating real fast. So as the speed of dating has increased, the power of the chemistry myth has supercharged. And as we're trying to shortcut the road to a relationship by steering around red flags and, you know, icks and all of that, we miss the true markers of relationship success. And we second guess our dating and relationship choices because we can't even read what's happening in our bodies. We can't reconcile the disconnect between our mind and our gut. So if you've ever said any of these phrases, you might be caught up in the chemistry myth. It was a nice first date, but I didn't feel the spark. They aren't right for me, but we have such great chemistry. They're not my type. They give me butterflies. It's amazing. Okay, you got to read the book, but I, I just have to tell you, butterflies actually not amazing. I tell you why enough the fairy tale. But if it sounds familiar to you, let me just reframe it for you. The pillar here is communication. You have to focus on clear communication to overcome instant chemistry. Your prior attractions will lie to you. They will. And you will be attracted to them again time and time again. You're attracted to them because they're familiar to you. But if you want to have a different outcome, you have to choose differently. What would happen if we practiced being present instead of playing ahead to the future? I know we've all done this. We, we meet the person, we feel that chemistry, and then suddenly we're at our wedding day and we've signed their name to ours and now we're riding off in a carriage in the sunset and we've imagined our whole lives ahead and we haven't even gotten the main course or dessert yet. We've got to practice slow love. I find that a lot of discovery happens when we slow down our communication. And when we reframe the pause, the silence, not as awkward, but as informative. Rather than reacting, just give your conversations a little space. I know it feels weird. It feels weird. But all of the discovery, I promise you, is in those in-between spaces. And when you're next speaking with someone, before you immediately react to what they say, maybe give yourself a little countdown so you can process what you hear and respond clearly and authentically. In the book, I get into not just clear communication on the date, but then moving into things like conflict resolution and being able to find someone with whom you can resolve conflict. 
that's kind of a story for another day or <laughs> you can read about it in the book. But I've got to get to the fourth myth. And this is the one that governs the future. The future. I talked about it a second ago. We're always projecting to the future. We start with a mindset. We then move to the search. Then we go on the date. And then it's the future. Already? We just got here. So that's why I have identified the soulmate myth as the big problem for the future. I feel like I need like sound effects. I don't know, like a little, like a little bell. The future. <laughs> okay. If you've ever said something like, love will find me when I least expect it, or if it's meant to be, it will happen, or we're a great match, but I don't know if they're my soulmate, or definitely it's going so well, but how do I know they're the one? Er, back it up, y'all. We went too far into the future. We got to back it up a few steps because this is really important. This language, these thoughts, they are so pervasive throughout our society and they actually are more damaging than they are hopeful. The soulmate myth makes people expect that someone perfect is just going to walk in the door. They'll have the right look. They'll say the right words. They'll be in complete alignment. You'll just fit. You'll walk off into the sunset together. And rarely do I see that happening. That doesn't mean that I'm not seeing people in happy, successful relationships. It just means that it rarely looks the way that you expect it. And if you are wanting that sound effect to go off, when you meet the person, you're probably not going to find it. There's no sound effect. It's all in the process of how you show up and choosing someone to be your soulmate every day, making someone into your soulmate, not seeking a soulmate. See what I'm saying? So you got to lean into the trust pillar instead and take a leap of faith. Rather than a perfection-driven fixed mindset, adopt a growth mindset in love. A growth mindset, if you haven't heard of it, it's the belief that you are ever-changing and you're always learning. And anything that you can't achieve right now you may be able to achieve in the future. So you don't say, well, I can't do that. I can't have that. I won't have that. You say, I don't have that yet. But you keep the faith that you can grow into whatever that is. And I believe that you can grow into a relationship that makes you a better version of yourself. And that is what a growth mindset in love is all about. It means you and your partner are always evolving, both as a couple and individually. And your relationship can be a mirror to show you who you truly are. I'm from Michigan, so I always, I have to really think about the word mirror, mirror. Am I saying that right? Mirror? Because we say mirror. <laughs> but hear me out. Hear me out. It's a mirror. A mirror. Now I'm saying it weird. But you know what I mean. When you are faced with these moments of conflict or moments of deep reflection and revelation in your relationships and you can see your greatest strengths and you can have your weaknesses laid bare right there before you, mm. it can help you learn how to communicate better and show up as your most authentic self. I'm so passionate about this, helping people evolve into their most authentic self. So, the next time you're questioning your soulmate story, I'll give you a little exercise. Why don't we just start with a gratitude journal? Take stock of the things that make your life full already. 
and amplify your joy. That is the perfect way to look at your dating life or your relationship from a place of abundance rather than focusing on what's not perfect right now. Gratitude really is the antidote to feeling that lack in your life. And it moves away from the quest for perfection and towards a relationship that can grow with you. And that's how you move to that pillar of trust. You have to have trust first in yourself before you can have trust in another human. All right, this was just a little teaser of what's inside F the Fairy Tale. If you are feeling motivated from this episode and you want to go deeper with understanding the myths and find their fix in the four pillars of long-term compatibility, today's the day to come along with me into a new relationship future. Together, we can overcome the paradox of choice where people aren't overwhelmed by their dating options. We can escape the texting trap and get on to the real conversations and connections that we truly crave. And we can be done with ghosting once and for all. But it all begins with you. I really need more love ambassadors. I need people who understand the pillars and are ready to walk away from the myths once and for all. So if you're with me, I want you to become a part of the 2024 relationship revolution. You can get F the Fairy Tale now wherever books are sold. You can go to fthefairytalebook.com. That's the letter F, thefairytalebook.com. Link will be in the show notes. And you can begin this journey with me because I really need you. If we're going to have an army of authentic daters and people moving into trust, clear communication, shared values and goals, I can't do it alone. I need you on my team. Okay, I promised you a hot tip. I'm not leaving you hanging. Here's the tip. Dating Sunday is coming. Dating Sunday, if you haven't heard, is the biggest online dating day of the year. This is the time when the apps are all flooded with new people who are coming into 2024 with new intentions, with new clarity, maybe with a new profile, and are starting fresh. And isn't it great to start fresh with somebody? This is your moment. I don't care if you swore off dating apps in 2024. I don't care if you've never used a dating app before in your life. I don't care if you didn't picture that that was how you were going to meet your man. I'm telling you, I want you to be online this Sunday, January 7th, between 7 and 10 p.m. local time. That is your best chance at finding intriguing new matches this year. Doesn't mean like you're going to snag all the dates then. I'm just saying don't miss this window. Don't miss this opportunity. And then once you've read F the Fairy Tale, write back to me and let me know how you've been able to apply what you've learned to your online dating and offline dating experience. All right? That's the hot tip. And the other hot tip is we have so many exciting episodes lined up for you this year. OMG. I can't even believe the lineup that we have. I can tell you my friend Carol Allen, the Vedic astrologer of love, is coming back next week. She pretty much every year now comes in and gives us an overview of astrological compatibility and dating. She is a genius. She is always a fan favorite. That is next week. You will not want to miss it. There's so much more in Dates and Mates, so make sure that you are subscribed. You can even go back through. We have a thick back catalog, y'all. I've been doing this show for 11 years. So uh, the latest 100 episodes, just the last 100, are available for you. So go back through. Take some other masterclasses. Hear from other experts like 
Dr. Wednesday Martin, Dr. Orna Garalnik from Couples Therapy on Showtime, Shan Boudram, so many people. We keep it always lit for you on Tuesdays. Oh, by the way, I am taking this show on the road. Literally, <laughs> I'm going to be doing events in LA, Orlando, and New York. So come see me. Get your book signed, and you may even meet your person at one of these events. You can find out where I will be and when at fthefairytalebook.com. The 2024 Dear Demona phone lines and text lines are open for your questions. DM me at Demona Hoffman. You can send me a voice memo or type it in there in the DMs or leave me a message or text at 424-246-6255 with your love question. This is episode 489 of Dates and Mates. Ooh, we're coming up on the big 500. I hope you will stick with me through then. And until next week, I say F the fairy tale, but I also wish you a very happy new year. And as always, happy dating.